It'll be on the screen behind me if you haven't got a Bible. 2 Timothy 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing competing according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of becoming chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Second reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Well, it's a real joy to be with you tonight, for us delegates um, from all over Australia to be with you and gather with you and to pray and to seek the Lord's guidance on the Synod and for his wisdom and understanding. And for those of you who've been praying for us, Amod uh, Amen, and also for the whole Synod, thank you. It's just a wonderful way that we can partner together seeking the Lord and seeking his strength for the work that lies ahead for us. Our theme for this evening, and indeed for the Synod, is enduring in Christ. It's vital for us to remember that God has appointed us a race to run. And it's a race in which we must endure to the end. A race filled with obstacles and challenges and hardships. But God is the one who can enable us to endure. And if anybody knows anything about endurance... I think Olympic athletes understand it. I did some research uh, before, as I was preparing for this evening's message, 
And I explored a little bit more about foot running races in ancient Greece. And foot running races were actually a big deal. The Olympic Games hosted a variety of different types of running events from 180 metres to 4,800 metres, and each with its own set of challenges and its own set of rules. Athletes would train to com compete in multiple events, not just one event like we do this day, but in multiple events. They trained for the various tasks before them. They had difficult training regimes which were specialised trainers equipping the various athletes for their work. They trained for the armour race by wearing armour and running with that great weight on them. They trained for the torch relay race which was held in the evening, at night. They trained and exercised with 1.4 kilogram weights in each hand to improve their running, their jumping, rather their javelin throwing, their swimming and their martial arts. And when training in the gymnasium, they chose not to exercise on a stone floor, but rather on sand, which would make it much more difficult. They wore weighted suspenders so that they could run and jump and increase their muscle strength and power. And I read of one legendary Greek athlete named Milo of Croton, who was so strong it was said that he could break a cord tied around his head with only the force of his brow. That's some mighty, mighty brow he must have had. Now with no protein shakes in those days or dumbbells available, this particular guy, Milo of Croton, trained by lifting a male calf. And so as the animal grew, he, completed to, he continued to repeat that lift until it was the size of a bull. Or supposedly, anyway. He supposedly then carried it full grown into, the, uh, into Olympia before slaughtering it and eating it before everyone. I reckon that could have been a bit embellished, but I don't know about you. But the runners, you see, the athletes, were ready to endure the hardships because they looked ahead to the prize. They looked ahead to the joy that lay ahead for them beyond the hard work. And every believer in Christ has a, a race marked out for them by God. There are hurdles, there are difficulties, there are hardships, there are headaches that each of us will endure. And I don't know about you, but maybe the last two years of the pandemic have been like one continuous set of hurdles for you. Enduring the disruptions to family, to work, to your relationships, to even to your health and the health of others that you love. And maybe these challenges over the last two years have impacted your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe your zeal has waned. Maybe your passion for praise and prayer and fellowship has diminished. And maybe, just maybe, you've become weary in the race and tired in your service. In this last letter to Paul in 2 Timothy, rather to Timothy from Paul, Paul wrote to Timothy to remind him of the need to endure. Paul was uh, finishing his race. He'd run the race he realized the end was nearly drawing near for him. And he said, the time has come for my departure. And I've fought the good fight. 
I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Paul realized that he'd come to the end of his race. He was nearing the finish line. But Timothy's race still lay ahead. And so Paul reminds Timothy six times in this little letter to him that he needed to endure. That he needed to stay the course and endure. And we need that reminder today as well. That's why enduring in Christ is our theme for Synod this year. And Paul called Timothy to endure in two things. He called him to to endure in the tasks of ministries. There are tasks of ministry that we need to persevere in. And Paul reminded Timothy of these tasks in his letter, his second letter. The task of testifying about the Lord and relying on God's grace, the grace given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. To run like an athlete, competing according to the rules. Or to pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace. And to most of all guard the gospel and proclaim it and apply it. These were the tasks of ministry that Paul was reminding Timothy to do. But not only were there tasks to do, there were also persecutions and rejection to endure. And of all the people in Scripture that we read of, didn't the Apostle Paul understand? And wasn't he a model of endurance? What he went through for Christ, the hardships that he faced. He said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, You, you however, know about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions and sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, the persecutions that I endured? Whether it was in Poseidon, Antioch or Iconium or in Lystra where Paul came close to to dying, being hurled, stones hurled at him, he endured. He kept on. He persevered in Christ and so must we. But the question is, How? How do we endure in service to Christ? How do you continue to do that when your energy is spent? How do you continue to endure in Christ when you face rejection for him? Well, the writer to the Hebrews spells out how we endure. He writes there, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him. Consider him that endured so much opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If we are to endure on the race the Lord's marked out for each of us, if we are to finish that race that he's given to us, the Lord calls us to do three things. To cast off hindrances, To run with endurance, 
and to look to Jesus and consider him. Let's think about those things. Firstly, cast off hindrances. Paul realized that there are things that can weigh us down. Sorry, the writer to the Hebrews did. And so he says there, let us throw off everything that hinders. Now, thousands of people love to run a city to surf race. And it gathers an interesting mixture of athletes, amateurs, joggers and jokers. Sometimes the runners run... uh, uh, sometimes the runners include people like Wonder Woman or Superman or Michelangelo, the Teenage Mutant Turtle or some other fun character. I've even read that SpongeBob SquarePants ran in a race sometime. But the runners clad in their fun suits carry a significant burden, don't they, on their race. That burden might mean that they might not even finish the race. The writer to the Hebrews says to us that we can carry extra weight as well. Extra weight that we need to cast off. He says you must lay aside anything that will hinder you. As spiritual athletes for the Lord, we must cast off sin. The sin that so easily entangles us. We're to confess it. And repent of it. To turn back to the Lord. To turn away from that sin. And to pursue Christ. And to commit ourselves. To the means of grace by which we can grow in him. And be refreshed in him. And strengthened in him. To commit ourselves to the word of God. To prayer. To commit ourselves to worship. To partaking of the sacraments. To fellowshipping and building each other up. As was mentioned earlier this morning, gathering together that we might build one another up and encourage each other in the Lord. These are the things that we must cast off and these are the things we must put on. Take off sin, cast off sin and grow in Christ. The question is, for you and for me, is there any sin in my life, in your life, that's entangling you? Is there anything, any way that you've got caught up with something that's hindering your faith? And the Lord calls us to cast it off, to lay it down, to rid ourselves of it and to follow Christ so that we can run the race marked out for us in strength and endurance. That's the first thing he says, cast off those hindrances, cast off sin. Secondly, he says, run with endurance. Now, the word here for endurance in the original Greek language is hupomone. And it means that you bear the hardship, you bear the struggle by being steadfast in hope. Being inspired by hope. That's how you run this race. That's what it's about. You should say, run your race with the sure hope that the Lord Jesus will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Run your race with the sure hope that he will give you strength for each new day and for each new task. Run your race knowing that the Lord Jesus, the good shepherd of the sheep, will guide and direct you and lead you. He will take you by his righteous right hand and lead you on. Run your race with endurance and with hope. Hope in the Lord. 
hope in his promises, hope in his grace. As the writer to the Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36, so do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your hope. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. You need to endure. So that when you've done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. Endure for Christ. Run your race with endurance. Cast off hindrances. Run with endurance. And then lastly, look to Jesus. Fix your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we endure. We look away from people. We look away from our circumstances. We look away from our sinfulness. And we lift up our eyes and we look focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Keeping our eyes intently on Him. And as we do that, as we look to the Lord, the writer to the Hebrews tells us what we should remember. We should remember a few things about the Lord. First, he says, remember who he is. Remember who this Lord is. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. The Lord Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's the foundation of our faith. He's the cornerstone of our faith. He is the initiator of our hope. He is the perfecter of our faith. He is the savior of our souls and the resurrection of our life. And he is that author and perfecter that we can trust in. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. And through his glorious victory at the cross, he secured the new covenant promise for us that he will be our God and that we at last will all be his people. There is now no condemnation for you who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So when your endurance begins to wane, remember who he is, the author and perfecter of our faith. And secondly, remember what he has done. As you look to the Lord, remember who he is, but then also remember what he has done. He endured the cross. He scorned its shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I mean, the cross was the cruelest form of capital punishment in the Roman world. It was the worst of torture, the worst shame, the worst humiliation for the worst of criminals. But Jesus went to the cross and endured the humiliation of it. The humiliation of being God's perfect son and yet enduring the Father's wrath for your sin and for mine. He took the scorn, he took the punishment that your sins and mine deserved and he paid the price to set us free. And in triumph now he's been lifted high, exalted to God's right hand in victory. So Jesus scorned the shame of the cross. He treated it as of no consequence at all. He triumphed over it. By his resurrection and glorious exaltation. So look to Jesus. Remember who he is, the author and perfecter of our faith. Remember what he has done, enduring the cross for us. 
And lastly, when your endurance wanes, look to Jesus and remember how he endured. The writer to the Hebrews says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. You see, Jesus was able to face the horror of the cross and look past it to a joy that lay ahead. And what was that joy that Jesus hoped for? Well, surely it was the joy of being again in the Father's presence. No doubt Jesus could say with King David, Psalm 16, You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. What a joy it must have been for Jesus to return to the Father's presence, to be again in the Father's eyes and next to him. What a joy he must have had in the Father's presence. But not only that, Jesus' hope was the joy of sharing the Father's glory. This is what Jesus prayed for in John 17. He said, And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I mean, what a, what a joy it must have been for Jesus to be lifted up into God's presence and then glorified, having all things put underneath his feet. Surely that was a great joy. But surely Jesus had another great joy. The joy of bringing you into his glory. Bringing you, his chosen people, his dearly loved children, his men and many sons and daughters into glory. As Hebrews 2 tells us, Jesus endured the cross. He looked beyond it to you. His hope was to share this joy, the wonder of the Lord's presence with you. That you might come into the Father's presence. That you might share in Christ's glory. That you might bow down in worship and honor. So that you would know the love of God forever. So the Lord says to us, church, run the race that he has marked out for you. Cast off sin. Run with endurance. Look to Jesus. Remember who he is and what he has done. And remember that he endured for you. That you would share the Father's love for all eternity. So consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men. That you will not grow weary and lose heart. May the Lord give us grace to endure in Christ. May I lead you in prayer. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we bow before you. And we acknowledge, Lord, and rejoice that you have marked out a race for each of us. And that you know the way. And we pray, Father, that 
on our journey, on our race, that we, must con- that we will continue to cast off sin, to cast off those things that entangle us in the race. Help us, Lord, to run the race with endurance. Help us, Lord, to continue every point of the, of the run to look to the Lord Jesus Christ, to fix our eyes on him. Help us, Lord, to remember who you are, the author and perfecter of our faith. Help us to remember what you have done enduring the cross and help us to look up to you and remember that it was because of your love for us that you endured the cross. Help us, Lord, to consider you so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. Give us grace, Lord, to endure for Jesus' sake. Amen. <clears throat>